You are now listening to LFL Talk with Adri and Marcus. Hello and welcome to this week four episode of LFL Talk. I'm your host, Adri Mallows. Joining me, as always, is Marcus Henson. How are you, sir? I'm doing good, thank you. How are you guys out there in LFL land? We're all doing good, buddy. And I understand you've just moved recently. <laughs> yeah, actually, I have, yeah. Uh, starting the next chapter of my life, as they say, you know, uh, one door closes, another one opens. Yeah, that's it. Your dissertation is all handed in, just waiting for the old uh, college result now, huh? Woohoo! Yeah. Fair play to your three years of hard work, so good luck with that, buddy. Now, join us when we come back for our recap of the rookie rumble between Austin and New England. How does an athlete reach the pinnacle of the LFL? Performance training. Focus. Yet ever active. In their community. Film study. Practice. In superb condition, leading a healthy lifestyle. I'm an LFL athlete. Are you? We come on now to our game review of Austin versus New England, the aforementioned Rookie Rumble. First thing I want to talk about is that amazing 3G pitch they played on in Austin. Marcus, what did you think of that? Man, did that look sweet. Wow, talk about a touch of class. Yeah, big step for the league, I think, to have a pitch like that instead of the usual carpet. And I think uh, Mr. Mortaz had described it as a FIFA-like pitch, so anyone out there who's ever played FIFA will understand when you see the different shades of green. But I think it looked absolutely amazing, and it's got to be a lot better for the players on something like that rather than carpet. Yeah, you got to think about how much of a boost that is for the, the brand, you know, it looks good um, it's going to perform well it's going to give a, a sense of sort of advancement to the league not just equipment but also facilities and they're going to drive so many new fresh athletes to this game on to the game now and I know both of us were expecting quite a defensive game but that's not what we ended up with is it Marcus? I think both of our predictions were blown out by half time yeah 100% I mean I know it was a little bit close in the the first half but by the end of the game I mean man that was monster domination I mean I thought Austin were dominant on both sides of the ball throughout the contest. Western Conference domination yet again, unfortunately. Yeah, no, it definitely seems to be a trend that actually the Western Conference is stronger. Now, whether it's a mindset coming into town, I know it's difficult on the road, um, as New England are, but that's both their road games um, sort of over and done with now. So hopefully they can build on all the changes and corrections they need to make and bring it back to their house and get some wins under the belt. Yeah, absolutely. And it's a shame that they've had to go through such punishment in their first two games. But joining us on the show now to help us with the rest of our game review is linebacker for the New England Liberty, Tessa Alexandria. Welcome to the show, Tessa. Thank you. Hello. As this is your first time on LFL Talk, please can we ask you to give our listeners an insight into your background and who or what inspired you to start playing in the league? Sure. Um, I actually just joined the league um, last year with the uh, IWFL and I did that because I was just looking for a new challenge. I knew nothing about football, and um, I didn't even tell anyone that I was going to try out. I just did it, and I um, I come from an athletic background where I've played sports through um, most of my adult life now, and I've always followed the LFL, thought very highly of the women that play, and a tryout came about in Boston, and I live in Albany, New York. So once again, didn't tell anyone that I was trying out because I just didn't think that I would make it. I thought these women are just on such a high caliber I don't know if I could ever, ever do that. Try it out. It went well. And um, 
I'm living, living my dream now. It's wonderful. Your first yeah. game, the Liberty, this year was a tough loss to Omaha. Now, what lessons did you learn from that, and, and how did you apply them going into the game against Austin? As far as the team, I think we were just so overwhelmed because we have a lot of brand-new faces to football. A lot of the girls on the team um, have never played, and I think that day we had two veterans with us. So it's kind of hard when, when you only have two veterans who know the game, um, because as you know, with, with arena football, it's a different field, it's different rules. So even if you're someone that has watched your whole life, we still had to learn how to play this game. And um, it's just an amazing experience. So going out there and hearing this crowd that is so loud that you can't even hear your coaches. You just see the lips moving, you know, yelling plays. And it was completely overwhelming. So I think, you know, right out of the gate, we just had to experience it. And as far as what we needed to learn and, and do a little bit better, um, communication, you know, going in there and realizing, okay, we can't hear our coaches on the sidelines. So, you know, we need to come up with some different things and have some signals and, and trust in each other a little bit more. So communication was a big key. But we're all athletic women. We um, we, we love to play. It's not like any of us come here, you know, doing 50%. It was just a matter of experiencing it and um, realizing what each of us needs to do and get those those nerves kind of get it out of your system and then just really come to play and be confident. I'm glad you mentioned the Texas crowd there, actually, because we all know how big football fans uh, Texans are. Did you plan anything specific into the game plan to compensate for that? Was there like any silent counts on offense or things you did differently on defense? Um, not necessarily. It's something that our coaches had always instilled in us from the start. They made sure that, you know, when we discuss things, when we're in practice and we're doing offense and defense, they, they always made us aware and they always reminded us that, you know, there's, there's going to be a crowd there and things are going to be loud. And even though we hear it, you know, with that first game with Omaha, we were all still just so shocked and surprised. And it's just, it's something you truly have to experience. So, you know, once we got through the Omaha game, we all knew what we were going into. And um, Texas had, I think, much less of a crowd there, but they were still, <laughs> still pretty loud and rowdy. But it just kind of fueled you a little bit more. You know, you just hear that crowd and you can't help but get a little bit more energized when you're playing. And speaking about energized, I mean, that first half was electric. You guys closely fought throughout it. However, Austin just seemed to manage to pull away in the second half. Is there one thing that you'd put that down to? You know, coming off of a loss from Omaha, you know, it was really disheartening because it's a loss. You know, a loss is difficult and um, we take it personally as individuals. We take it personally as, as a team as a whole, as offense, as defense. There's so many things that you're, you're trying to kind of look through. And um, that first half, I think we just came ready to prove ourselves because you know, a lot of things come down on you, especially when you're the away team and you're in someone else's home again. And uh, it's pretty pretty rough with scheduling as far as that goes. And I just think sometimes we, we just don't know. We, we, you know, we talk to each other and we say we're athletic women and we have the heart to do this and we just can't figure out what's going wrong. So I think the second half, we kind of just lost a little bit of confidence in ourselves. It's just really hard to pull through. But we definitely played a much better game than we had in Omaha. But, you know... It just it just didn't work out for us. So well, you know, we'll try again. We're we're still ready to jump back on the horse and do what we need to do. And you mentioned there the tough start you've had there in New England. Do you think that maybe the the coaching change and and um, some of the player suspensions have had anything to do with the team performances? Well, sure, yeah. Because I mean, from the beginning, we have said and felt that we are a very close team. We we have from the start. We've gone through a lot of difficult things together 
as a football team and as individuals that, that has completely made our friendships and, and embraced us as a team. Um, so when you lose a player, uh, for whatever reason, it, you know, it's hard because all of a sudden we have to adjust and every person on that team comes with something completely different that holds us together. So it's, it's hard, you know, emotionally, but also, um, you know, when, when you have a veteran who, um, which should have been there that wasn't there, it's very hard for us to adjust, especially on the fly with such little time to really adjust the whole team to make it work in a way where, you know, we can present ourselves on the team and do what we need to do. And, you know, it's really difficult when people are changing positions and, and uh, learning something new and, and you have to get put, you know, to get put on the field and play the game and something you've never done before. So it's definitely difficult on that end. And, um, I know a lot of fans and people may not know that, but, you know, we're doing the best we can with what we have with our situation. So New England's got two very big games left, Chicago and Atlanta. Uh, what can fans expect for the Liberty for those final two games? Fortunately for us, we're a ways out with June 25th and July 23rd. So that gives us such a big deep breath moment where we can really sit down and pull apart everything about our team and we can say, you know, what's not working, what needs to be done differently as a whole. And um, being that it will be our home game and being that we have so much more to prove now because of the two losses that we have, we don't want that. We're definitely feeling the hurt of having these two losses and being that these are two very strong teams in the league. We're just going to really have to come out and impress our friends, our family, our fans, and this is our home base. You know, New England is the only team in the league that isn't um, city-based. And all of us are from all over. You know, we have girls. Lulu comes from Ohio. We have uh, three girls that drive from New Jersey, two from New York, Virginia. So we have so much more to prove to the whole New England area. We're not just representing a city. More to work hard for, you know? To finish off the interview, we'd like to go through some light-hearted, uh, quick-fire questions, if that's okay. Sure. Is Eli Manning a Super Bowl hero or a Super Bowl villain? <laughs> um, I don't know. I'm just not into the, the media in that sense. So if someone's a, a great player, you just respect them for that. And I, and I just think people have all these things to say for, for different reasons. But if he's able to play football and he can do his job, then, then he should be respected for that. No one's perfect. And, uh, you know, everyone has their reasons to like or dislike. But I, I definitely respect anybody in that kind of position. Okay. Which Billy Joel song do you most listen to? Oh, <laughs> did you hear that from another interview when I said that I uh, I listen to one song when I work out? And it, it seems probably very crazy, but I go to extremes, just completely amps me up. And it's the only thing I have on uh, my, my iPhone. And I listen to it. I could work out for two hours and it's on repeat the entire time. It just gets me out of my mind, ready to play. <laughs> uh, yeah, you've got me there. I, I heard that on the interview, I think it was with uh, Banner Sports Journal, the one you did at the beginning of the season. <laughs> so you may notice a bit of a, a theme to some of the other questions that come up. What is your favourite Tom Hanks movie? My favourite Tom Hanks movie would be Forrest Gump. Um, I think Tom Hanks is an incredible actor. I think he plays every part very convincing and well, uh, but Forrest Gump is just, I can be in any mood, and I uh, want to watch it and just be happy to watch it. I think it's a wonderful movie. As a teacher, uh, what subject do you teach? I teach arts. I teach um, pre-K for grade 6 elementary art. Outside of the New England Liberty, who is your favorite LFL player? Um, I would definitely say Danica Brace. I just I just like her I like her personality. Um, she's extremely 
tough and confident and strong. And it's not in a way that she has to act. You know, sometimes you can just see right through people where they're just trying to play the part. But she really is. She's definitely something to look up to. And she's one of the players that I had followed on Instagram, you know, before there was um, a New England Liberty team. I just used to watch her and her workouts are insane. I just think she's something, someone to definitely look up to. Describe yourself in three words. Describe myself in three words. Um, let's see. I would say, I feel like this is a job interview question. Um, <laughs> enthusiastic. I am definitely someone who can take on different tasks and, and be happy with it. I, uh, I take on challenges easily because I think it, I think it's wonderful. I, I love taking on the challenge just because, um, it's just something fun to work through, just to either challenge your mind or your body in some way. So definitely in, enthusiastic because I do a lot of things with heart and excitement. Um, loyal. I'm definitely loyal, sometimes to a fault. Uh, very loyal to friends and family and um, anyone that I, that I meet that needs something. I, uh, I keep people close to my heart and I'll do anything for them. And I would say strong, mentally, physically, emotionally. Had a lot of things handed to me in life, and I um I carry them by myself, and I get through things just because it's um that's my path in life. That's what you have to do, and I and I have an outlook where you just learn from it, and it just makes you even stronger. So I think those would be my three words. Three great words uh, to finish off there. Now, and um, before we sign off the interview, we'd like to give you the chance to have uh, a ten second shout out. It can be to fans anyone who has helped you or even if you wanted to talk smack to your next opponents even though they are uh, a long time away just giving you the floor essentially for sort of 10 seconds oh well i'm not a smack talker um i'm called more of the silent but deadly so basically just a lot of family and friends have been in my corner and I, i thank everyone for that because i've had a lot of support and i've had a lot of people also not support me and be negative about this journey so Anyone who's by my side, they know who they are. A big, big thank you. On behalf of myself and Marcus and all of our listeners, thank you for coming on the show today, Tessa. It's been a real pleasure. Thank you very much. It's been so much fun. The world's fastest-growing sport arrives to YouTube. Legends Football League. Break their confidence. Keep breaking their confidence. It's got nothing. They want to brawl. They don't want to play football. Intensity. Beauty. Subscribe to this channel and gain access into locker rooms inside the huddle. Get to know your favorite players. The one thing I want to do is just make everyone happy. Give 100%. And fully games in high definition. Subscribe and never miss out on LFL Action. Okay, now it comes to the point in the show where we look ahead to the next game. This week's matchup sees Dallas rocking into Los Angeles. Adjus, what's your thoughts on this game? Well, we all know it's Dallas's first season back in the league, and they've got some veteran players returning from the original Dallas Desire. Personally, I'm looking forward to see how they come back into the league because there's been a couple of players over the last couple of years that have come back into the league and they've just flopped because the league has moved on so much since when they last played. So I'm really looking forward to seeing how they come back and hopefully with a bang, as it were. 
Also, you've got free agent quarterback Michelle Angel. Going to be a really good season for her, I feel. I know I've said it a few times on the show, but I really think she could be a, a big weapon for that Dallas offense. On the flip side, we've got LA with a point to prove after that loss to Seattle. Caldwell in her second game for LA will look a lot more assured. Can their defense contain the passing game of Dallas and can they put constant pressure on Angel? I don't know. What do you think, Marcus? Now, I've drawn up my keys to this game and really, Dallas, it's it's their first real comeback game. They just got to not get carried away with it. That's the main one. They've got to keep up with the score as well. I think that if LA starts to get ahead, it's going to be lights out, game over. And the other thing I, I really think they need to do is that when they're actually on the road, a lot of road teams this year, they really need to somehow sort of drum up some excitement. Uh, for LA, their keys to the game. All about Jane Caldwell again. She showed some great promises, some great passes. Um, however, she needs to be more contained in the pocket. Also, on top of that, that defense, the secondary looks shaky, very easy to attack. The last sort of point for LA really is that they need to make sure that they're attacking for all four quarters. They can't have a slow start. They've got to come out, set the tone for the game. However, rather than talk about this ourselves, this week, our very special guest is none other than tight end and linebacker for Dallas Desire, Danielle Hawkins. Welcome to the show, Danielle. Thank you for having me on. Oh, it's our pleasure. As it is your first time on the show, however, we were wondering if you could tell our listeners uh, a little bit about how and why you started playing in the LFL. I'm an athlete and I'm just competitive. I used to play flag football and one of my teammates had tried out and told us about this contact league, you know, where you get to travel and it's a professional league. And so I was interested and that was back in 2010. And so we went out to tryouts and we tried out and both made the team and I have loved it ever since just a full contact coming from you know being an athlete wanting to be in something just as competitive now your lfl journey has taken you from dallas desire to omaha heart and now back to dallas what brought you back into the lfl for another season the second that they had a Dallas team, I knew I was coming back. I was pregnant. I have a seven-month-old. After we played in Omaha, I was supposed to play with Vegas that next season, but I got pregnant, so I had my baby, and we were going to try out for the Austin Acoustics because I did know that I just wanted to play again. So when they brought Dallas back, it was like no question, no brainer. Like, that's here in my hometown. Like, I was definitely going to play. You mentioned that they brought Dallas back, and with it being restarted, does it feel like a new team, or does it feel kind of like the Dallas of old? It definitely feels like a new team. We have a whole lot more athleticism. We only have about three returners from that old Dallas squad, so it's definitely a brand new team. With it being a long time before the team's first game, how have the players and yourself been keeping focus in training? The dedication out there is unreal. Um, everybody's at practice doing exactly what we need to do. Everybody's dedicated on the field and outside of the field, whether it be watching film, studying your plays, make sure you're coming to practice like ready to go so we don't waste any time during practice. It's definitely a different caliber of athletes now than what it was in the past. We've seen what LA can do this year already with their game against Seattle. So we were wondering what keys you took away from that game for you guys to be successful against them on Saturday. Really just studying them, playing from their plays to defense and just seeing, you know, we're going to have to come out like aggressive and just ready to play, know what we're doing. And I mean, just basically, you know, just studying the game film. So we know what to expect coming into the game. So we should be able to execute our plays and be able to handle them. What's the potential of this year's Dallas Desire team? How far can you go? I believe we'll be in playoffs and be in the championship game. I believe we are that good. 
Hey, you've heard it here first, guys. Now, honestly, serious questions over now. We would like to wrap up the interview with some fun, quick-fire questions, if you're ready, that is. Okay. First one coming at you. Who has the best fans, Dallas or Omaha? I would say Omaha right now just because we just brought Dallas back. But after the season, I guarantee our fan base will be, if not matched, higher than Omaha. What is your favorite workout day, arm day or leg day? Leg day. I love legs. Rare person who likes leg day. Okay. (laughs) I I love leg day. My worst day. (laughs) (laughs) However, what is your favorite season, summer or winter? I would actually have to go with spring. Mm, Nice. Because it's not too hot, too cold. Like, it's just perfect outside. Do you prefer playing on offense or defense? I'd say defense. I love to hit people. I'm so aggressive. I love the physical contact. Fair play, fair play. Like a bit of defense. Um, However, this one might be a bit trickier. Which teammate okay. would you get a matching tattoo with? A matching tattoo? Mm. Um, probably with Nikki Spinato. Um, that's actually my best friend. So we would probably get matching tattoos. If you score a touchdown on Saturday, what can we expect from your touchdown celebration? <laughs> Just be ready. It's definitely going to be something fun. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's make this happen. (laughs) We are done, Danielle. Don't worry. No more questions. We're all done. However, we like to leave the show with giving you, the player, a chance to have a 10-second shout-out. Maybe rally your fans, thank friends and family, or just maybe talk some smack to the opponents. (laughs) Well, I'll just say that LA definitely needs to have their A game and needs to come ready because we're definitely ready for them. Thank you for coming on the show today, Danielle. It's been a real pleasure. All right. Thank you so much for having me. Spanhead Productions are a small independent sound recording company based in rural Hertfordshire. We specialise in creating content for all your podcasting needs, whether it be field recordings, fox pops, or capturing the atmosphere during social events. Editing is a very time-consuming job, so Spanhead Productions are on hand to take away some of the burden for you. Just advise us on how you'd like your content to sound, and we will do the rest. We can even help you design and manage a website for your podcast too. Visit us now, spanheadproductions.com. Weebly.com. That's spamheadproductions.weebly.com. We come on now to our weekly predictions Los Angeles versus Dallas. Marcus, you're up first, my friend. For me, I mentioned the keys to the game, really, for LA. They kind of need this one to keep in the race. So, therefore, I've gone for LA putting on a strong show. 38 points to 12 winners. And you know what? I'm not going to disagree with that too much, to be honest, because I think LA need this win. They need to finish the season 3-1 and one if they're going to get to the playoffs. I think they're going to prove too much for Dallas's return just because they're well-established in the league now. It's Dallas's first game back. 35-14 to 14 in favour of LA is where my prediction sits. So. Ooh. Yeah, close, close. Absolutely, yeah. I think it's one score between us, I think, isn't it, is what we've gone for. So um be interesting to see who comes out on top there. Now, all that remains is for me to thank our guests, Danielle Hawkins and Tessa Alexandria. Also, our producer, Mark Taylor from Spamhead Productions. My amazing co-host, Marcus Henson. Remember to stay tuned to LFL360.com for all of the latest news and articles from around the league. If you want to get a hold of Audrey or Marcus, send them an email at ballhawksnest at gmail.com. And also, if you want to hear more of our previous shows and player interviews, go to www.lfltalk.com. Until next time, football fans, 
stay safe, take care, and thanks for stopping by. Bye.